What's up, guys? Welcome to our very special EA Play Live 2020 post show. Kind of funny games cast extravaganza. Oh, I almost made that entire thing without <laughs> the word. We'll extravaganza. Away. I tried throwing it in. Too many syllables. I'm Tim Gettys, joined by the new syllables. face of video games. Too many napkins. <laughs> at AOEA Jr. What's up? It's me. Hello. What's up? How's it going? We got, of course, <laughs> Maximum Cortez, Andy Cortez. Good morning, guys. Good morning, man. And joining us, fresh off of the EA Play set. I ran right <laughs> from the stage Miller. over here. I ran right off the stage over here. How are you guys doing? Congratulations. Looking good, man. The talk of the Andrew show. Wilson were having a beer, and then I was like, oh, shit, I got to go do the post show. Hold on. I think, <laughs> I think it goes Skate 4 and then Greg's uh, shirt. Yeah, and then definitely. Squadrons. And then, and then Squadrons. Greg. Oh, yeah. Dude, I don't know how you want to start this or where do you want to start, but I am going to be complete and utter dog shit at Star Wars Squadrons, and I can't wait. When I Hell like, yeah. I had seen all the footage and all the stuff about it, obviously, and talked to Ian about it and talked to Mitch Dyer about it and all the stuff, and it was that thing of like, I'm going to be so bad at this game. I wonder if I have to, and then you guys were all in, and I'm like, we got it. We got a squad. We got a fucking squad. Because <laughs> oh, yeah. you, you can play AI like they were talking about in the video, right? So it's like, cool. We'll get five of us together. Me and Kevin will be in VR like morons at home. <laughs> our wives making fun of us. And we will just go out there and freaking attack the Empire. Dude, so yeah, I mean, let's just start there. Because I do think that uh, Squadrons is the thing of most consequence that we're going to get anytime soon, at sure. least. Um, I was excited for it because it's Star Wars. But and seeing that the trailer a couple days ago, I was like, cool, I'm interested in this. And it was kind of ended up being something that I'm I'm all in for, where it's like, cool, a shorter campaign. It's a $40 title. Like, all, all of that I'm, I'm down for. Uh, but seeing this, I was like, oh, it's I'm more than excited for this. Like, I can't wait for yeah. this. And the multiplayer stuff, def, definitely not my thing. Never been my thing. Um, but what they talked about the campaign made me a lot more interested than uh, just seeing the first trailer. And I think that it's the... The fact that you're making two custom characters, one on each side, like that's mm. such a I can't think of another game that's done that before. And I think that that's going to be uh, really cool to kind of allow you to really feel like you're equally on both sides and give equal weight to both sides. Because that was a big criticism I had with Battlefront 2's campaign is that all the marketing was, hey, you know, you, you're playing as the bad guys. And that wasn't true at all. So, um, yeah, very stoked for that. Yeah. Oh, I don't want to be more, Andy. I just I was going to say I love 5v5 multiplayer stuff like I love the idea that they are introducing these classes and it's very much like I said during the live thing of of here's your sort of tank class the big bomber the big heavy hitter yeah it's probably going to be slow as shit but it's going to have a lot of armor and a lot of health and then here's the I, I, they introduced the U-wing class and I forgot what the Empire had but I'm not really sure what those classes were supposed to be because I think we were just talking over it. So apologies for that. But then the smaller, faster uh, classes or the damage classes like the X-Wings. I, I love the idea of like finding a meta and finding yeah. out which uh, which groups of classes works more, whether you go with two bombers, whether you yeah. go with three bombers and just two A-Wings or something like it's just I love I love multiplayer games. And I'm just uh, and I am even more excited that they totally like are, are like only first person mode no third person bullshit yeah. like this is only first person we're sticking to our guns here this is how the game's going to be played and I, I we got a squad right here guys <laughs> we have <laughs> a motley crew of starfighters i'm stoked yeah like the star wars squadrons for me going into this i was kind of trepidatious about it because seeing the seeing the uh the 40 price tag and then in in hearing the leaks about like what kind of game it is and all that stuff made me go like all right cool like it sounds 
cool in theory, but it seems like it might be a budget title. And seeing the actual gameplay and seeing the trailer and seeing the way they're treating it and seeing seeing the spotlight they gave it in the conference, like that sold me on the game. And seeing the gameplay, especially in in, in like Andy said, seeing them kind of break down the different classes and stuff, I'm really, really, really excited to play this game. It almost strikes me as, and this is like a this is a dumb way to put it, but I'm still gonna put it this way. It it strikes me a little bit like Overwatch in space in a way that I'm really down for, right? Like having the different classes, having having like checking out what the meta is and seeing like, all right, cool. Uh, Tim's playing a tank. All right, cool. Greg's playing in VR, which means he's probably limited to playing whatever role he's playing. All right, cool. I'll get the the support class or whatever. Um, and being able to do all that while in space, uh, that that all seems cool. The visual visuals of it seem really really beautiful from what we saw in the trailer. Um, I'm really looking forward to it. They really sold me on the game. They made it colorful. Yeah. It looks like No Man's Sky. Like I, yeah. I love that shit. Love it, dude. Being near Cloud City and like just seeing like the kind of like red sunsetty colors. Yeah, go in HDR. That's gonna look so dope. I can't wait for that. Yeah, um, I think besides that though, I think that the presentation of this entire thing was top tier. Like I think that they did a really good job. Greg, obviously, you did a great job, and you know that he is fine. Obvious. He was okay. I, le- I legit thought you did a really good job. Um, I'm a little disappointed that there was no small Watto. How hard did you try to get a small Watto? Oh, come on! You think I didn't float fucking the Watto lines in there left and right? And I made a fucking <laughs> comment about Watto during that interview. They are they were watchdogs about it. My favorite was in like this is something I got told, and I might, I don't know if I get in trouble for it, but who cares? Uh, when we come out of skate with well, the skate announcement, right? Like. Uh, and I go, oh man, my heart's up. And, this, and I'm like, is this what uh, exercise feels like? I uh, the original the cut I originally ad libbed was I came out of it and I was like, oh my god, this is amazing. My heart rate's up. I'm so excited. Is this what sex feels like? And da, 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 da. and uh, we did cut and I was like, all right, on to the next one. And I did three more takes that went back to the exercise line. And they came over. They're like, can you do can you do us three more that are just the sex line? And I was like. Yeah, but there's no way you're gonna use them. Like EA's not that cool. Like you're not gonna use them. Like, like, do it. We got it. Because EA people were watching on Zoom and everything else. We should do. By the way, game over, Greggy. Uh, next week we should do. Uh, hey, what was it like to shoot this thing in COVID? The first thing we've done. I've done in cool. any hosting capacity since then because it was weird. Uh, it was cool, but it was weird. Uh, and I, from what I understand, it made it to like the eleventh hour. Like the thirty, they uh, had an edit that was like ready to go, and they were like, "You have to kill the sex line." I'm like, come on. Like, you know, what I mean, let's yeah. have some fun. We have we say fuck the Oscars twice in it. Like, we just fucking do it. <laughs> I, I, um, I, I like the presentation as well. The graphics, the the transitions, everything was really cool. Uh, the art aesthetic or whatever. I, I I feel like the lull came during the the two indie titles. Well, mm. but predominantly the the one that looked like a Tim Burton game. That's where we sort of saw the one after Lost Joseph Bears. Yeah, that, yeah, that's where we saw. I was like, all right, I, I get the concept art, but you you do have gameplay, which is awesome. Let's get to that a little bit quicker. Um, but also, no, I mean, Greg, where's Mass Effect, Greg? Yeah, where is Mass Effect? Where is it? What happened? Jeff right now saying it is still happening. It's still happening this year. Yeah. So. And I'm sorry, I'm sorry. According to Jeffy Grub Grub. Remember, his Jeffy name Grub is Jeffy Grub Grub now. I, I also enjoyed the presentation a lot. I think this is this has been the best EA play in years. Um, and it's not the highest bar because traditionally, I think coming out of EA play, people are usually like, oh yeah, that was kind of a drag. Oh yeah, there's a lot of sports. Oh yeah, they didn't really have much to show. And like the, the, the biggest thing of consequence over the last couple of years for EA has been like Anthem. And I, even, even outside of Anthem, it's hard for me to even think Jedi Fallen Order. I think, I think yeah. it was another one of those. 
Um, even then, Fall in Order wasn't during a, a traditional. Like, it was EA Play. Yeah. But it wasn't a press conference. That was more of like we all knew it wasn't a surprise. We knew it was coming. It was like a yeah. A they had announced dive. it the year before, and when they, when we finally did get to Jedi Fall in Order, that was like the outside EA Play where Greg was interviewing everybody and all that mm. stuff. You know, which was like a fine event, but I think overall people aren't people don't necessarily get excited for EA Play because we kind of know what to expect. And I think yeah. this this EA Play overall for me wasn't necessarily like a like oh like. They they did it like they figured it out. They finally blew us away. But I think they've I, I think for I think this EA play was the one where they figured out what works for them and they figured out what pace they need to go when it comes to the, the catalog that they have, because it's a lot of sports. It's EA originals. It's the Star Wars titles and it's their service games, which are going to be like Apex Legends and Sims. And I think, you know, 45 minutes is is, is kind of a a. It's not a long time, but it's a long enough time when you don't have that much stuff. And I think they did a fairly good job of balancing, hey, all right, let's let's talk about this in a way that the community wants to hear about. But also let's let's try and sell people a little bit on what Sims is and let's try to sell people a little bit sure. on what Apex Legends is. And all right, now we're going to go really hard on, on Star Wars Squadrons. I think they balanced that stuff out um, pretty well. I think they could have tightened up in some places. Like Andy said, Lost in Random was a game that uh for me looked cool but i don't think they really need, needed to show the concept art i think they could have gotten to the trailer quicker or maybe show the trailer first and then explain what it was um I think you, but it, i think you get oh, into a corner there right because i think when you have someone as dynamic and fun and well-known as joseph ferris you want to give him that stage but yes you gets into that rule of three right well it's like cool we have three originals to show we can't just have joseph ferris introduce his and then the next two are uh trailers or whatever right we should probably give them you balance it out that way and stuff yeah, yeah. Well, and, and, I, and i'm sure i don't need to say for our audience at all i mean obviously take what i say with a grain of salt i hosted it number two i had no i didn't script this or i just you know what i mean like i have plenty of thoughts about well, how I, they did I things heard they were going to show dragon age four stuff and you said no I mean, it's just like last year. It's just like last year. Remember, I said Skate Four. Sorry, we ran out of time. This year, I got him in. Next year, I'll get Dragon Age in. It'll be fine. Don't worry. You know what I mean? Yeah, Yeah, I'm right there with you guys because I think the the original stuff is super important to focus on. And I understand why they'd want to show the devs and kind of give them personalities and all that stuff. And remember, the EA uh, original stuff, and I'm pulling up the specifics out of my ass, but like, there's some truth here they don't make money off these games right like while we while i was while you guys were reacting and i was watching you i was watching twitter and i forget who it was but some one of our industry peers brought up the thing that yeah joseph ferris has gone on record being like they don't make money off this you know what i mean and it's similar to what uh peter moore said back in the day in 2015 on our e3 stage right when he's like yeah we're doing unraveled because unraveled's not going to make a dime but fifa makes money so we're okay to invest that forward and i think you look at it like we're talking about with what hazelight is working on what zoink is working on and you go yeah, the, these are weird, interesting, you know, I mean, Joseph Ferris, like, I, I love the fact they gave him that runway to talk about, you know, what his history is, if you don't know, right, of trying to get out of a terrible situation with his family, and then what that means and going to Sweden, blah, 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 but then making the game and showing that it's going to have those pangs, and it's about a divorce, and it's about these parents leaving each other, where do you go from there? Like, I, yeah, exactly. I, I'm glad that EA does accept that role, that cool yeah we are the you know giant monolith we do make every fucking sports game we do make all these you know sequels but we can also then invest in these little companies and little games yeah yeah and i think and, they're focusing and, as much time as they did and especially with that the dope yeah. ass animated intro um like that was cool you know and that cost money like that like all of the elements there they didn't need to do but they did and i think that it it paid off even if it meant the pacing was admittedly a little a little kind of 
uneven because of the the breakdowns that we always complain the, the rules should be for events it's like either show a gameplay trailer have a conversation about it show some concept art or you know, it's like you need to choose like max of two of those things like the moment that you have like three things you're like all right we get what this game is like let's let's move on to the next thing yeah the, and it's um, all, the other interesting one before we move on from originals right is rocket arena i'm very interested to get the story behind that because again it's another one that lit up on twitter while you guys were live the fact that so many people are like oh i've played rocket arena and then it was that thing of like wait no we played rocket arena at like a nexon event like what the wh- who where did how did ea get this what is going on with that like i don't know the story behind that but that was yeah. a game we had seen a long time ago right and is now here which is interesting I re- I read a thing that said it was like a Quake mod or something, which was the thing that kind of stood out to me. I was like, wait, so wh- what is the journey with this game and how did it get here? Um, because it looks it looks interesting. I think I, we mentioned during the watch along that it it strikes me as like a, a bleeding edge type of game. And I hope I hope it comes out and I hope it makes waves more so than bleeding edge has. Um, For but, clarification, it, yeah. it's not a Quake mod, but there was a not? Quake mod back in the day called Rocket Arena. Called Rocket Arena? Okay, maybe that's what it was. Yeah, this is one if memory serves, Tim, and I'm I'm asking you to remember something I did, so I understand if you can't. I believe I played this at Judges Week. I think so, too. Yeah, the Hollywood Reporter, formerly, Patrick Shanley, formerly a Hollywood Reporter, talked about playing it, having a lot of fun, and I remember playing it. And the whole thing, which is interesting, is there it was, first person, and now what they showed today in this re-debut is a third-person game. So it's really interesting to see what exactly is going on with this and where we're going. Yeah, overall, um, I, I agree with you, Bless, about the presentation of all of this being kind of like the best EA's done so far. That doesn't necessarily mean that this has had the most announcements that I loved, but I think sure. that the 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 Apex stuff, like that spoke to you guys, and it it spoke to me in the way that like by the time that they made the announcements, they moved on to the next, and I didn't need to care about it, right? The EA original stuff was cool. Obviously, Star Wars is cool. Getting the announcement of Skate, that's freaking cool. Um, did this have a ton of surprises? No, but like I think it was a solid showing, and it's like that... That to me is more than I could have asked from EA because they've proven to me many, many times that they don't know how to do that. Andy, what were you about to say? Uh, I just, I think it's really cool that we, you know, you got to look at from both sides because obviously you could say, oh, there wasn't enough shown, but then they did show this next gen sizzle reel that obviously shows some stuff from a Mass Effect game most likely, or I mean, I'm sorry, Dragon Age game um, Mm -hmm. and other titles coming up. So it's like, do they show that or do they not? Either way, people will complain, right? Um, but I do think uh, I, I, we need to talk about the fact that they keep on talking about a lot of their games going to Steam and crossplay, and like mm-hmm. and setting that standard is so important for the rest of the industry because it's it when a company this big like EA can commit to something like that and to have all their new games coming out and saying. Yes, we know you don't really love Origin. Yes, we know you want to play crossplay. We're trying to we're open up all these avenues for you all. And yes, this is going to have crossplay. Yes, you could play in VR and Squad. Like I think it's so important for a big company like this. And you know, obviously Activision already kind of did it with Call of Duty uh, War uh, Zone having crossplay at the start, but I think it just it sets a standard and I hope the rest of the industry slowly starts to follow. Yeah. Totally. I agree. And that was the thing about, you know, being part of it again and all this stuff. Like, I think, again, yeah, this was this is another year of EA, I think, not having the 
bam, blockbuster. It's not a PlayStation conference, right? It's not these giant, like, what the fuck? Like, there was the moments of it, but it was the moment you I saw you guys pop for was, you know, uh, it's going to be cross-play for Apex, right? And then a little bit for yeah. coming to Switch. Uh, what, actually liking Star Wars. Once again, you know, year two in a row, I think Star Wars is the standout title, which isn't shocking, but it is awesome to see them return to form in that way, right? With this franchise where we're like, are you going to be able to keep it? I'm still not sure if the damage has been done or not in terms of the exclusivity. Uh, and then, again, to get to the pop of Skate's back and timmy you're my oh favorite my reaction God. of watching you just you're like this is really happening and you just, just sat there like stunned the I, entire time I, I, it, i'm it, seriously shocked when i can't it believe ended, it's fucking happening when it ended right it was very much like uh blessing me yeah i would have been seeing i wish there would have been a trailer and it's like of course yeah i i, I agree 100 percent with you it reminds me so much of god ea conference huh yeah it was fall in order. order was it fall in order the one i'm thinking of I think so. When there, when Andrea sat down with, um, oh, I wasn't even thinking of that one. I was thinking of one we were in the audience for, where it was the sizzle reel, similar to the end of this, where it was like a whole bunch of people were working on shit, and it was like Amy Hennig's game and all that stuff, where we saw like really rough, you know, gray box stuff from that, and it was like, all right, that's weird. Like this is a different one in terms of like they, I think they delivered a game you're excited for right now with Squadrons, which I can't believe I'm saying because I'm, you know, like what this time last year. Well, I guess uh, Fallen Order, I liked last year at this time. But you know what I mean? Like, I'm not the Star Wars guy traditionally. And I'm like, fuck, I want to play this with you guys. I want to have us flying around being a bunch of morons for a night. fun time, hopefully. Yeah. Dude, if we, uh, back to my point where Tim was like, you know, I'm not a multiplayer guy. I get that. You know that I'm much more, when I play multiplayer games, I prefer them to be PvE versus PvP. If it is that we just, like, Andy, I know I'll be streaming it left and right, and hopefully I'll get dragged along with him and Snowbike Mike to go, like, actually fight people and be terrible. But I'm totally down to have a squad that is just like, let's go fuck up, you know, the environment. Let's go fuck up the, the AI and screw up that. That sounds fun. I yeah. digress. It's the fact that, like, they had one game there that I think everybody looks at and goes, oh my gosh, that actually is good. I was, you know, look, looking through the Twitter reactions to everybody, everybody seemed super up on it. And so to have that and then end with, yeah, Skate 4, this, we've heard you. Like, and the, granted, they didn't say Skate 4, but I think that kind of makes sense too. If Skate's been gone so long. Why not just reboot the fucking franchise totally. or say I, Skate? Yeah. That's the right call. Yeah. Exactly. And the fact that they shouted out the comments, like, dude, it's you all did this. Masterful. <laughs> masterful scary yeah. Yeah. I'm giving people a lot of power yeah that gives me that, power hey bless me and you I right did, now nba street let's go dude that's <laughs> and, and he, listen it. when they when they shout out the comments i did cringe a little bit because i was like oh don't don't egg people on to like start commenting on everything and request stuff <laughs> but i will be that person now like requesting nba street volume four like give it to me like home court <laughs> game <laughs> down, all right greg, um, greg you, you think kind of funny we'll bring back party mode since tim killed it oh god i mean if enough people <laughs> if enough people tweet at Tim Gettys, hashtag bring back party mode. What you did is an insult to the nation. And then say at Nick Scarpino, don't you agree? And then say at Nick oh, no, underscore Scarpino. Nick. Sorry, I meant you. Don't you agree? Then we really have it. It's not true, guys. We're fucking with you. We're fucking. Yeah, just tweet at Nick, everybody. Another thing I want to another thing I want to point out though. Um, talking about like skate and talking about how like oh yeah they could have had a trailer and all that stuff um and talking about previous ea conferences when they started talking about the next gen stuff and started doing like the the uh future looking like oh yeah and you know we have criterion and all that stuff which kind of reminded me of when they showed off the criterion um uh like racing game that was teased and then disappeared um but then got into like oh yeah ea motive and all that stuff like that stuff to me is 
exciting, but at the same time, kind of a bummer. Like, I wish, like, seeing the EA Motive game got me a little bit excited because I was like, oh, cool, what is this? But then them kind of being like, all right, cool, and then moving on from it without giving us a name or any any sort of more context. Like, I understood, I understood the purpose of it because they just want to, they just want to show us that they are working on next gen stuff and what the potential of next gen looks like. But at the same time, I I feel like we've been burned so many times when we see sure. stuff that is so far out that it's like, all right, why would you show me this when I there's like 50% chance that this game is going to come out probably. But it's just like, like they did in 2016, right? It's just like they did in 2016 yeah. where it was like, hey, we are working on stuff. And this is that line we as an industry walk all the time where I think when people make those comparisons to movies, right? When a movie gets fucking optioned, right? When a screen uh, screenplay gets written and, and sold, there's an article about it and who's attached to it. And maybe you never ever see that. Like there is this struggle of, I think EA, especially in a year where up until this point, right, right around now, I should say, we were saying, like, what is EA doing this year? Like, what are they actually putting out? And then for them to get out there and like, I think you do need to see that that you're doing other things. But what do you do and how do you do it? I don't know. I thought it was interesting too. another tweet that happened while you guys were live. Mitch Dyer, of course, of course, who works at Motive and uh, worked on uh, one of the writers on Star Wars Squadrons uh, tweeted in all caps. Holy shit. They showed the secret Motive game. Lol. What? Like, I've known Mitch a long time. I don't take that as a. I'm going to put this, this cheeky PR thing out or like not even it would be PR, but I'm going to do this kind of thing. Like that really strikes me as him. A writer at motive did not know whatever the fuck that weird block moving game. They had wasn't going to be shown in some way. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, with Greg, with what you're talking about with the, the how Hollywood works and stuff, yeah. I am a big supporter of that when it comes to the blockbusters. And I feel like uh, if we were to have gotten a mention of dragon age or something that was a little sure. bit more clear, sure. Then it'd be like, all right, cool. Now we know that they're working on these big unicorn titles as we used to talk about them with like, you know, The Last of Us or Death Stranding or um, whatever. It's like, we know they're working on it. They're way down the line, but they're coming. Whereas with this, it was kind of just like, hmm. Like, does that EA Motive game turn into a big deal later? Like, I doubt it. That looks like a smaller title, you know, which is fine. But I don't know. I'm with it where I'm like, I'd rather have seen this stuff this time than not. So I'm, I'm happy they did it. But last time they did it, it was Star Wars Battlefront. Totally. And I'm not saying you're wrong at all. I think it is that thing of for any press conference, you know, and Tim, we've had the blessing now three times or uh, three times to actually make conferences, right? Like you want that Gatling gun, keep them on their heels. Here's a whole bunch of shit. And I think that this conference is the strongest EA play in a long time. I don't think it's a knockout home run. Amazing. Mainly because of the host, but I think it is, you know, that the Apex stuff was huge. The stuff coming to Steam was huge. I think the, hey, we are doing crossplay for so many of our games is huge. I think mm-hmm. Star Wars alone is huge, let alone the fact that, hey, this is crossplay, let alone the fact this is, yeah, play in VR and play with other people on consoles who aren't in VR and do all these different things. And then to end on skate, there's all these different pieces to it that aren't the, hey, everybody. And we know you've been waiting for it. We saw Jeffy Grub Grub trying to ruin it mass effect remastered like you know what i mean like i or or, and then dragon age 4 like those are the kind of fucking punches in the face you want out of these kind of conferences and last year you know at ea play we talked about it uh afterwards on the post shows and on gamescast right of like for what they had in the chamber it was good enough it was fine here's fallen order great that's all you need to do but it wasn't a press conference it wasn't an e3 press conference like it didn't have that ah here we are we're fucking ready to roll and with that, I, I definitely think that 
without question, this is the best EA press conference we've ever seen. That's not saying it had the best moments, but I think that overall presentation wise, mm-hmm. what they did show, what they did talk about and what they teased, I think this is the best. And if they take this format 2021, when they are more ready for the next gen stuff, then they sure. are talking about all that. They I think skate, that's yeah. going to be, that's real, real cool. That's going to be a great standard. And like, I hope that that's where the industry's kind of, you know, shifting over to. I also want to say that I, I feel like we say this every year though, with like with a lot of these conferences where it's like not we'll EA see next year, we'll see next year. Like really, not even with EA. Like I, I feel like every year we've gotten a slight. I feel that with EA. We say, man, I can't wait until next year, man. Next year is going to be the one, and it's just I keep like we're always like these. Just EA little, to me is the one that's always just like carrot. floundering. Where it's just like they've just never had a good presentation. All the other guys have at least had presentations. So when they have bummer ones, you're like, they're going to come back next year. Like that, that I give more on like a Bethesda. EA, I'm just mm-hmm. kind of like, they, they're, their portfolio is so wide. This is the first time they didn't spend 30 minutes talking about mobile games. FIFA. Huh? You know what I mean? Yeah. And like, and, and FIFA and all that stuff. Like they had Madden, but like, I can't even fault them on that. That was like, what, two minutes? Like I didn't even have time to pee twice. Yeah. Yeah, I thought they did a good job of keeping the sports stuff down. I thought they did a good job of taking the Sims and not being like, and now the fucking pets have jobs instead of being like, hey, Sims is great because it unifies a bunch of people and you either, even if you don't give a shit about the game, you get what we're saying right now and why this game is important. Yeah. We'll have to see, man. So much more Naughty 3 stuff happening. Um, The one thing that I'm really uh, surprised at is no Mass Effect ports or trilogy or whatever it is. If that I'm so bummed about it. Because I, like, I really thought like it was happening. I really thought it was happening, and I was prepared to play Mass Effect 1 through 3. And, and so. because it, even if it gets announced later this year, Blessing still won't play it. No, I'm still, I'm still not picking it, it up. To get that was the last I respect draw. that. I respect it was the last that. draw. Yeah, Skate 4, guys. Wow. Wow. Anyways, ladies and gentlemen, this has been our post-show analysis to the EA Play Live 2020 show. Stay tuned right here on YouTube.com slash games for way more the next couple months and forever, actually. We're never going to stop making content here. It's a great time. Uh, But until then, I love you guys. Bye.